Hey family, this is Shannon Jackson, the People's Nurse. I'm excited to talk about our subject today, which is discussing child abuse. And I have a special guest joining me, none other than Daphne Young, who is the Chief Communication Officer for Child Help Organization, with the focus on intervention and prevention of child abuse. Daphne, thank you once again for joining Living Your Life Without Limits. Wake up everybody, let's elevate your mind. Live your life without limits, no more wasting time. So let's first start talking about your organization as a whole. Many people may have not heard of the organization, so can you give us a highlight of the organization and the great work it's doing in, as it relates to prevention and education in child abuse? Absolutely. Uh, we're the largest, longest running national nonprofit that's dedicated to the intervention. And like you said, the treatment and the prevention of child abuse. So we have a network of services from residential treatment, foster care, adoption, a national hotline, and um, Child Help Speak Up, Be Safe Prevention in Schools. So we're kind of, uh, as one of our founders called it everything, but the kitchen sink when it comes to, to child abuse. And, uh, and trying to prevent that. And we have been around over 60 years. I've been with Child Help about 14 years and saved over uh, 11 million children in that time. So uh, a lot of children and families served. And um, it's so great that you're having us during Child Abuse Prevention Month, uh, where we're having this important conversation. And that's why I wanted to have it. Um, certainly, um, we know that the pandemic only heightened a problem that was already a systemic issue across the country, correct? And I think the statistics um, uh, were showing there was a significant rise in child abuse cases. So that's why it was so important to have someone like you to come onto this program to have the discussion and talk about what things that we can do and look at. First of all, for the audience, many times child abuse is categorized in four different categories. There's physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, and neglect. Right. And oftentimes what goes undetected is emotional abuse yep. quite often. And it just kind of falls up under the radar. But Daphne, lead us into what are some of the things that people should be aware of in those different categories so that help and interventions can be taken? Well, I, I think it's, you know, first of all, there's something that I'm sure you get into with your audience about, you know, I, I love your idea of street love. I love your idea of communities taking action. And so many people try to seek out, like, am I educated on this? Do I know what I'm talking about here? You're a nurse. So you know what, um, or you, you've known what to look for for years. And we do a lot of training within the hospital systems. But it is um, the gut feeling that you have as just an average citizen, where you notice parents acting aggressively, you hear shouting, if you're in a building, um, you hear things being broken next door, uh, or a child crying out, some of those basic things, uh, you notice safety hazards, like um, unsecured weapons, um, maybe unsanitary conditions, drug use, uh, a child's guardian appears intoxicated. Kids are going to school looking dirty. And one of the painful things, you mentioned the pandemic, and that was exactly when our heroes, our nurses, our counselors, our teachers were not putting eyes on children. And these kids were literally having to call for themselves 
So people like you would be mandated reporters calling for them. You see something, you say, that's a, that's a weird bruise in a weird place. Doesn't seem right. Getting strange vibes from the family. My gut and my education tell me to make that call. Um, but these kids were having to call and literally say, you know, I'm trapped at home with my abuser. School was my safe place. I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't have a teacher to go tell right now. I can't do it on my Zoom call because my abuser's right there watching. And uh, we have a hotline that's 1-800-FOR-A-CHILD. And a lot of kids were using our text and chat features because if your walls are thin and you're one wall away from that abuser, if you're just on this, you could be doing homework. You could be looking at your tweets, um, but you could also be reporting that abuse. About on average, how many calls would you estimate? I know they can't give exact numbers, but on average, during the the height of the pandemic, which was 2020 and even into 2021, early part, what would you say the child direct calls were on average? Well, we get hundreds of thousands of calls a year. But one of the things that I noticed during the pandemic is from the same month uh, before the pandemic versus during the pandemic, calls went out up to like the height of 43%. So you think about that, that's kids calling, that's community members calling. And, you know, when you talk about that community support, we had someone call that was kind of ticked off that their Grubhub was getting stolen. And that's the kind of call that starts off like these darn kids are being neglected. And what we learned is we got law enforcement involved and as that community member started understanding that this could be a bigger problem, found out these kids were literally starving in that apartment. They had been left by drug addicted parents. And these kids were going to just anytime there was a delivery, the little girl trying to save her baby brother by bringing that food into the house and breaking off a little piece and feeding that child. And when she discovered that, she said, you know, my complaint call became a life-saving call. And so when you talk about what to look for, the stuff that just seems off, the stuff that seems uh, just like, what's going on here? You know, something that looks like bad kids could be kids trying to stay alive. And so uh, during the pandemic, we saw that increase of intensity. So it wasn't just the numbers of calls, but it was the desperation. And you brought up that emotional abuse. And that was one of the things um, that we got a lot of text and chat about because once these kids and parents were trapped in the house together, all the simmering stuff on the surface started coming up. And whether it was politics, whether it was, uh, you know, a child's individuality, whether it was, uh, you know, just sexuality, their sexuality, what, what they, how they identify those fights came to a powder keg and these kids needed support. And, uh, we're there 24 uh, seven professional crisis counselors only, no volunteers, and we can translate in over 170 languages. So no matter if a, if a child's a recent refugee, if a child comes from a different country, it's totally anonymous. We're not trying to seek anyone out. No one's going to turn you in for anything. This is literally coming to a safe place to talk to a professional, to, and, and especially if a child doesn't have money, uh, obviously, or the family doesn't. This is a place where they can get resources in their area. Hey, I'm food insecure, or I just lost my job during the pandemic, or we got a lot of calls from nurses who said, uh, I'm a first responder. I got to get out there and save COVID patients' lives, and my childcare just shut down. What have you got in my area? Stuff like that. 
So what are those numbers for our audience that, and, and even maybe children that may, you know, every now and then, not too many, uh, but sometimes we have adolescents that join onto the calls, but what are those contact numbers that we can give out to our, our listeners and our viewing audience um, that may know of a child? Because you're in all the states, correct? You're, yep. you're, you're yep. United States wide. So yep. if you don't have the support, you have resources that can get to resources in those communities. Right. So how can people reach out through your, to your organization to get a education, yep. more on things that they may suspect, and mainly support? And then how can we get involved in our community? So those are three questions. But first off, answer the one on how to get help out. What's your toll-free numbers or texts that we can put up on our screens and, and, and also put up on our um, audios? Yep, it's 1-800-4-A-CHILD. And it's also uh, the Child Help. You can go to our website. It's childhelp.org slash hotline. And um, that'll get you into chat rooms, the text feature, anything you need to advocate for yourself if you're a child, to uh, advocate for your child if you're a parent. I saw a lot of women experiencing domestic violence, and that was so essential. Or if you're a community member, you know, it, when I was a kid, and, and, and I don't know about your background, but when I was a kid, I remember there was like people kind of hanging out. There was like grandmothers hanging wash out. There was aunties kind of on the windowsill watching and see, making sure you got to school, making sure you had your coat on. And they would report back to the pastor or the parent or say, hey, I saw your kid. It run. was truly a community when I grew up. You, yes. you had play aunts and they could actually whoop you and then you go home right. and get whooped again. So yeah. Like play out would tell mom and, and, yes. and you know, families created uh, families uh, of choice oftentimes. And, and with so many people uh, divergent and, and on screens all day long, it's really tough to get that community support. But um, with our text to chat features, like I say, you can be in the home literally with your abuser. If you're say a, a woman in crisis, be typing to us like, I need a, a place to go with my children. He is hitting me. He is hurting them. There is emotional abuse. These kids. And that counselor can be talking to them while they're pretending to get recipes online or doing something else. Uh, so that's really important. And uh, I want people to know that if you are at home with somebody and you're quarantining, you could still get that help. And um, if you're a community member, uh, again, it, it, being that person that keeps your eyes open, uh, look look when the kids come home from school, if they're back in school now. And that kid that just gives you that feeling in your gut, like something is not right here. She always looks down when I say hi. She, she um, is wearing long sleeves when it's too hot or has no coat when it's cold. Always seems like something's off. We know that um, children that are always wearing that hat, uh, sometimes it's because, quote unquote, they've been snatched by the crown, right? And hair has been pulled out and they may have a bald spot. Um, Look for kids that feel great, um, who are in a wonderful mood and wearing beautiful clothes, uh, because if that child was kind of down in the dumps before and they're suddenly having a big revival, sometimes that can be a sign that they've got a new friend in their life. And that friend could be a trafficker or an older person online buying nightclothes. Absolutely. And they're, uh, they're enticing them with gifts. Right. This is my new boyfriend. Beautiful. And I can do this and I can do that. But it's also a form of 
use. So I agree with you with that. 100%. As a teacher, when I was teaching, I would always watch for a young girl who uh, had uh, kind of ragged clothes before and suddenly was awash in Louis Vuitton. And I thought, well, unless you've got a banging after school job, we've got a potential problem here. And, and, you know, talking to some of these young women and like, well, I have an older boyfriend. Well, let's talk about that. And getting those women help and understanding that what may feel good now can turn into abuse, can turn into being turned out on the streets, can turn into being trafficked um, when it feels like love and attention at first, especially for those kids that don't get it in the home, which is exactly what predators look for. So, and we have a program called Child Help Speak Up Be Safe also. And if you go online, you can look that up on our website. And that is one thing I would love to see in all schools because that teaches that body safety it runs through some of the samples of what goes on. It teaches you to ha- how to talk to a safe adult and all those things you need to come forward, especially if you're getting uh, online enticement. Uh, we've seen a huge jump in that during the pandemic because you have a lot of people stuck at home and predators were at home just like the others. And so if they don't get in through your door, or your window, they can sneak in through this machine right here that you're maybe watching this podcast on. Is so true. Now, one final question before I ask you to close out. Uh, there's great support that you have for the children and even for the women. What about the actual abuser themselves? You know, sometimes it's a it's unfortunate, but they themselves may have been victims of abuse and they normalize this is how it's supposed to be. Is there counseling or therapy also for them or family therapy? Because sometimes it's never okay to be violent towards a child or anyone for that matter, but especially our our most um, uh, vulnerable, which is our children. They cannot defend themselves against adults or other children that are abusing them. But there's also sometimes looking at the family dynamics as a whole and seeing what can be done in addition to help rehab, if you will, someone who needs help and really want help as well. Is those services also available? 100%. And I'm going to answer that twofold. The first is the person you described, that potential abuser. We literally get calls from mothers who say, I am this close to shaking this baby that won't stop crying. And it's immediate, like, let's get outside. Let's take a deep breath. Let's start doing some grounding exercises. Let's get calm. Let's get you resources. You are stressed to the gills. You are hitting a peak. You need somebody else in that home to get you some respite is let's call grandma. Like we will stay on the phone with you to find that safe person. And if there's no one in your family, here's a service nearby. Here's a church nearby. Here's a women's center nearby. Um, and, and for men who maybe say, hey, I'm having this urge or that, or well, let's talk about it and let's talk about the therapeutic needs you have and let's get you into a place where you are not acting on this. And also, here's the legal, here's what you're looking at in terms of time if you decide to move, you know. So walking uh, people through not abusing and here's what it does to a little person throughout their life. Let me tell you what you set a child up for when you make that slap, when you hit that child. Uh, that is a, is, is a big part of what we do. And then the, the other part, which I think would be really valuable for your viewers and listeners is, Um, the survivor services. So when you call 1-800 for a child, it doesn't have to be for a child. It can be a survivor who's calling for the child they used to be, 
that little girl that didn't get the resources, it says it's 2 a.m. I can't sleep. Um, here's why. Here's what used to happen to me. And I never told anybody. And if that professional counselor is the first person you tell, you're going to get good advice, good research, good re- resources in your area, a listening ear, and let's get some sleep tips. Let's get, let's get you to understand how that early childhood trauma is impacting your ability to have a good good eight hours tonight. And let's get you some resources for that. So survivors and men too, who often don't talk about it, who feel such shame, um, you know, especially uh, it can be cultural. Um, you know, like I say, we, we translate many languages. So if you come from a culture where you can't talk about what happened to you, call our hotline, speak anonymously, and we will speak your native tongue through a translator so that you can tell your story honestly and truthfully. And just be there for you. I love the work that you guys are doing. I absolutely love the work. And if there's anything that living your life without limits and myself can do to join the efforts, please make sure you reach out to me because this is right up my alley here. I just love uh, helping and support and building. And many times people are grow into adults with scars from being children and they can't get healed to live their life without limits because they're still that trapped child from whatever the trauma abuse that had taken place back then. So thank you again and the organization. So if it was one final thought that you would like to leave with our viewer and listening audience today, what would that be on this so important subject? What would you like to say? I would say that abuse is never, ever, ever anyone's fault. And all the things that happen to our mind, body, soul, spirit that happen because of abuse, uh, all those things can be turned around. So if you are listening to this today and you have doubts, guilt, shame, any of that stuff, it's time to toss it, let it go. You are a whole good, deserving person and start a healing journey. Call us up. Just say, I am taking step one today to live my life, to find my purpose, to get where I need to be. And the best thing you can do is turn from that victim to that survivor advocate. We need your voice for those kids still in the shadows. So step up. We're here for you. Daphne, thank you so much for your time and for the information. And uh, we're going to put up your information uh, with this video and, um, also for you giving it to us, any information that you have in the future that we can put on our website to support the efforts, please make sure you send it. This is such an important subject. Uh, Living your life without limits is about wholeness and health. And that encompasses mind, body, and spirit. And as I mentioned before, uh, our children are our most valuable uh, in society, but many adults are still triggered by childhood trauma. So the message that I want to leave for everyone is echoing, first of all, what Daphne has already said, is that there is help. This fine organization here is there to help you and provide resources and support to you. And you don't have to suffer in silence. And for those of you that have already grown and mature and still have those triggers, Again, there is help. We want you to be whole and we want you to let go of that through counseling and restoration and forgiveness. 
of your abuser. And once again, family, thank you for tuning in to Living Your Life Without Limits. My purpose as the people's nurse is to educate, motivate, and inspire you to live your life without limits. And as I always end, remember family to love yourself, take care of yourself, because guess what? You are absolutely worth it. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week.